0: CHAPTER Ten OF THE BROWNIES AND PRINCE FLORIMEL BY PALMER COX THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY JUDE SUMMERS THE STRANGE WEDDING GUESTS Bright and fair dawned the wedding day of Prince Florimel and Queen Titania. Though all the days vied in beauty with each other, this one seemed to be more radiant, with grace and loveliness than usual for every living thing loved the happy little lovers and all nature rejoiced with them the skies put on their tenderest blue the sun scattered even more of its golden treasure the winds grew more balmy and caressing while the flowers were prodigal with perfume and the birds were tireless with their joyous serenades though the ceremony was not to be performed till eve still the fairies were busy with their preparations at sunup, and the palace fairly hummed with their activities long banquet-tables had been arranged in the throne-room and on snowy napery were dishes cups and saucers fashioned with quaint exquisiteness from flowers and there were lily chalices of sparkling dew with which to pledge the health of the happy bride and groom in the kitchen a host of willing workers were being directed by little dame drusilda and their conscientious efforts showed in ice cream with fruits of all flavors charlotte russe mince pies plum puddings all kinds of berry tarts old-fashioned strawberry shortcake peach cobblers and apple dumplings for the menu of the fairies was composed almost entirely of the most delicious desserts imaginable and they ate what they wished and as much as they liked without ever getting indigestion so the day wore on toward dusk and though to all the others each hour seemed a minute and each minute a second florimell and titania in their impatience thought that it would never end the very sun seemed to stand still as upon gibeon he had left the brownies to their own devices to be with her and while they talked of their union now so close at hand both were arrayed in their fine wedding garb are you happy Florimel? she asked him for the thousandth time happier than words can say was his fervent response and you're sure you'll never regret it yes positive titania i wonder what's keeping king stanislaus and the band they ought to be here by this time Oh, Florimel, my happiness would be complete were it not for the thought of Dragonfell. At the mention of the wicked enchanter's name, he gave an involuntary start. We mustn't borrow trouble on his account, he said, trying to speak lightly. He's across the sea where he can't hurt us. Let us think instead of our approaching happiness. Then fairies came skipping and running from the palace, clapping their hands in sheer delight cheering and waving tiny handkerchiefs at a great rate and windows gay with flags and bunting filled with flushed eager excited faces all looking out while the cupids were lifted up in arms so they could better see the brownies must be coming cried florimel to titania let us go up on the palace steps where we can get a view of them He gallantly offered her his arm, and escorted her to a position with the rest, from which they could obtain a glimpse of the road as it wound curving away with the blue dimpling sea beyond. Down the road came the joyous band, with hearts attuned to merrymaking, and never was a jollier procession beasts and birds alike had freely offered their services toward making this grand entree as triumphantly imposing as possible and in the long frisking frolicking cavorting line of march were lions tigers elephants camels zebras ostriches emus cassowaries and many other creatures of field forest and jungle four-footed and too whose backs bore willingly the burden of the gay, laughing sprites. But Florimel could not see King Stanislaus among them, and was much puzzled thereat. When later they were gathered together, within the garden walls, and the beasts and birds had gone away, after eating all the Charlotte roost they could, he inquired the cause of His Majesty's absence. "'He'll be here later,' the student explained." He had some pressing engagement with the policeman, and they went away together. Suddenly there came a banging on the porticullis so loud that it seemed to be made with big wooden mallets. Brownies and fairies looked at each other in consternation and surprise, while many a tiny heart began a vigorous thumping. "'What's that?' cried Queen Titania. "'There are strangers outside the porticullis, Your Majesty.' "'said the fairy guard, as she squinted with one eye through the peek-hole. "'The banging continued with greater insistence, "'and, advancing close to the portcullis, Prince Florimel shouted, "'Who are you, and what do you want?' "'We are friends who have come to the wedding,' said a mild, gentle voice from outside. "'Well, I like that,' exclaimed the dude in great disgust. "'Whoever gave them an invitation?' "'We have brought you some fine presents,' the voice hastened to add. Florimel seemed undecided. "'Shall we admit them?' he asked the rest. "'Avast, Nate!' growled the sailor. "'You'd better have a look at the presents first.' "'There's nothing to fear,' said Titania sweetly. "'Bid the strangers welcome.' The portcullis was straightway raised, and in trooped a queer, motley crowd they were attended by four grinning imps in red who varied their walk with somersaulting antics and the arms of all but the leader were full of presents these evidently had been selected with much care and thought for the wedding and the same taste and judgment were shown that can be found in nearly all weddings one of them had a gigantic pair of scissors which would have taken as many as a half dozen brownies or fairies To cut with another held a cradle big enough to hold the offspring of a giant the third in a cage carried a hen which was alleged to lay three strictly guaranteed fresh eggs a day from each hand of a fourth dangled an immense round clock and the faces of them were lettered false alarm made in demon land a fifth had a pair of abnormal candle snuffers others had gifts equally absurd and useless at the instigation of the leader all grouped themselves in a semicircle humbly before the bride and groom-to-be and florimel who was still somewhat suspicious asked what do you want we are friends said the leader in his gentle voice most anxious to pay homage to you if you are friends said Florimell. "'We shall be glad to have you join in our festivities. "'Do you dance?' "'All shook their heads in unison. "'Don't you tango or do the fox-trot?' "'Again they shook their heads. "'Or sing?' "'They still shook their heads. "'But just wait until you see them at the supper-table,' "'said the dude decidedly. "'Nevertheless,' said Florimel kindly, i trust we shall find some means for your enjoyment have you come far yes said the leader many leagues to do you honour we crave your acceptance of these few simple unpretentious gifts as a trifling evidence of the distinguished consideration and esteem in which we hold your fair bride and yourself it was plain that he had first carefully prepared then committed to memory such a flowery speech in their curiosity to examine the presents the brownies began to circulate among the strangers when in doing so the chinaman thoughtlessly put his head between the open scissors blades the big hulking fellow who held them could not repress an evil inclination and snapped them together almost instantly so that the head was held between them in a vice-like grip Taking note of this, another, who had the snuffers, clapped the hood forthwith over an ordinary Brownie, so it looked as though he did not have a head. The leader angrily stamped his foot for them to desist from such rude, ill-mannered antics, whereupon the one reluctantly released the frightened Chinaman, while the other removed the snuffers from Brownie's head. "'You must be weary and travel-stained from your long journey,' said Florimel, not knowing what to think. "'If you will come with me,' said Titania hospitably, "'I will see that your wants are provided for.' The new guests, at a signal from their leader, rose, and when he bowed his acknowledgment of the preferred courtesy, they clumsily followed his example, while the imps gloatingly patted their stomachs. Titania motioned to Dame Drusilda, Violet, Daffodil, and some other fairies to accompany her and they led the strangers up the steps into the palace. Florimel was strongly tempted to follow, but just then King Stanislaus and the policeman arrived very much out of breath. They had come singly and from opposite directions. Just outside the portcullis, the policeman had overtaken his majesty, and they entered the palace garden together. "'Officer,' said King Stanislaus, "'have you anything to report?' "'Yes, sire,' said the policeman, twirling his club. "'The path I took didn't keep straight. "'My footsteps got so crooked that I had to arrest them.' "'What did you discover?' "'Nothing.' "'What was it?' "'I said, nothing, sire.' "'But nothing's something.' "'No, it's nothing. "'If it wasn't something, then it wouldn't be in the dictionary. "'But it's no use to argue with you. "'Did you find a clue?' yes and a good one what is it he wasn't in any of the places i gumshoed to so consequently they're eliminated the deduction i've arrived at is that he's in some other place as he can only be in one place there's only one place to find that's easy of whom are you both talking asked florimel curiously the red spirit said king stanislaus we'll catch him yet but the lovely bride where is she in the palace your majesty providing for some newly-arrived wedding guests well after you're married Florimel, said king stanislaus seriously you must be careful your wife doesn't lose her mind nonsense no nonsense about it it often happens to a married woman how so sometimes she keeps on giving her husband a piece of her mind till finally she hasn't any mind left suddenly mignonette and jessamine ladies-in-waiting to the queen ran shrieking from the palace what's wrong cried florimel the queen gasped mignonette yes the poor queen said jessamine almost in hysterics speak urged florimel what has happened to her alas wailed mignonette she is gone gone echoed florimel distracted gone where "'We know not,' said Jasmine. "'We have searched the palace over and cannot find her.' "'Where is Dame Drusilda?' asked Florimel quickly. "'She is gone too,' said Mignonette. "'And Daffodil and Violet are missing,' added Jasmine. "'Our strange wedding guests, where are they?' "'They have flown!' cried Mignonette and Jasmine together. "'Then it is they who have taken them,' said Florimel, "'as he ran toward the palace steps.' quick a search they cannot have gone far but the brownies had reached the steps before him and were already pointing off at the distant sea-line a sail a sail they cried too late said florimel i see it all now this is the work of dragonfell dragonfell cried one and all together yes said florimel our unknown guests were dragonfell and his wicked followers he has abducted them and flown with them to his country he bowed his head in great despair king stanislaus came and placed his hand upon his shoulder be brave Florimel, he said the brownies will go at once to the rescue of queen titania yes shouted the brownies to the rescue of queen titania but how asked the despondent florimel we have no ship to take us quick as a wink king stanislaus improvised we'll build a raft with magic slight and brave the sea ere morning's light end of chapter ten